can't stand the news It's always the same old song Another corporate scam Another story of bad gone wrong Another corporate bailout Another piece of the pie It's the best democracy money can buy They rig the elections Okay, hey, thanks for joining me. Um, I'm, uh, we have a treat tonight uh, coming up here soon. First, I want to read a quick poem. It's called Know-It-All by Michael Robbins. I act like I know it all, but you, you act like you know it all. We can't both be wrong. Still, neither of us should have children. Your head's in a sack, in a sack with a snake with two heads, and my head is even older than our initial calculations implied. I know many names for sitting cross-legged, none for ever getting up again. You, you speak as if you just checked, and it's not even up to you. Fox pulls a rabbit out of a duck and keeps the wound-up hounds upwind. Hedgehog carries one trick around, like a small booth atop an elephant. And both of us, elephant and booth, carry from birth what can't be cast off by dying. How can we corrupt the young? The young don't even know we exist. Okay, so stay tuned uh, for the for a conversation coming right up. Um, and uh, I hope that you get a chance to listen to this before the t- Tuesday election and that you go and vote on Tuesday. Thanks. They just loll about the stock exchange counting their net worth. They produce another parasite each time they give birth. On the finest food and drink they get fatter every day. So if God has something else in mind he should hurry up and say. If I were to simply summarize the essence of my pitch. It's time to eat the rich. So much resources and give nothing in. Okay, hey everybody, this is Joy, and you found HSV Progressive again. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, tonight I have a special treat for you. I have Kathy Warner Stanton uh, on the line with us, uh, who is running for Congress, U.S. Congress, uh, for the seat that Mo Brooks is vacating. Thank heavens. Um, <laughs> Kathy, could you please introduce yourself? Say a few words, please. Sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Kathy Warner Stanton. I am running for Alabama Congressional District 5. Congressional District 5 is Northern Alabama from Georgia to Mississippi. Cool. So let me just ask you as an icebreaker, um, if you get elected, what are the first three things that you want to work on? Okay, well, it's dealing with my platform because my platform, I talk about improving health care, giving education opportunities for everyone, and also growing the economy. Healthcare, because of the fact there's a lot of different issues there, but mm-hmm. Alabama definitely needs mental health 
here in the state. And I remember when they did have it and they decided, well, we're only going to keep three facilities. <laughs> and now it seems like everything is, well, if we need mental health, we'll put them in jail. So mm -hmm. jail seems to be the catch all for everything. I would like for my tax dollars to be utilized for hospitals, to be utilized for health care, yeah. not for prisons. In addition to that, uh, providing health care for individuals, having quality health care for the individuals. We have counties here in the state of Alabama without hospitals, mm -hmm. without doctors, and they have to travel 30, 40 miles just for to be seen. And we don't have very good public transit, so that's, that's not getting them there either. Exactly. Um, oh, oh, also under health care is women, health care protection. I was totally going to ask you about that, so I'm glad you brought it up. I, I can never leave that one out because I try to explain to people that when they overturn Roe versus Wade, they didn't overturn that for abortion. They overturned that to, because she wanted to have privacy when she was with her doctor, mm -hmm. her health care privacy rights. That's what it's pertaining to. And now, here we are in 2022, as women, we shouldn't even have to have that as a discussion. Yep. It's nuts. It's regressive, isn't it? It sure is. It reminds me of... Uh, I saw this bulletin, it was talking about the political parties, Republican and Democrat. And they said, well, the political parties are like driving a car. You have your the letter R for reverse, which are the Republicans. And mm -hmm. you have your letter D for Democrats, which is drive. Not mm -hmm. trying to be negative towards the Republicans or anything, but the last few months, we definitely have been going backwards. And so, it's not to put on brakes. Yes. Yeah, so, it, um, um, you know, part of the problem is that that was still under the purview of the of the Supreme Court, so they could reverse their decision. So, uh, you know, I think that um, uh, we need to codify a women's right to privacy in her health care, right? So, I'm assuming you would definitely, if if that came up, you would sponsor a bill or co-sign on it or uh, anything like that, right? Oh, most definitely, because Good. it this affects not only me, but I have two daughters mm -hmm. as well, and they have gone to college, received their degrees, and here they are working side by side with a man, and all of a sudden. They don't have any say so about their They're, own body. Yep, right. And I've never heard of anybody trying to get in the office with a, a man and his doctor. Have you? Not at all. But I, I tried to also explain to people that this affects the family network as well, because even though most people just say, oh, well, it's the female, but what if the female is married and they decided they want it? X number of children or whatever. And here the state saying you don't have that choice. Uh-huh. So, or, or or what effect does it have on a family if a woman gets pregnant and and there's something wrong with the pregnancy? 
and all of a sudden you've got the you've got it disrupts the entire family life because what's going to happen to my mom you know and now we've got to take her out of state or what can we do and and then every doctor or every nurse that you talk to is afraid to even talk to you about what you could do about things it's it's just it's just insanity on top of insanity you know that that's so true because like i said with the supreme court they took away the privacy for healthcare for women. But mm-hmm. with the state of Alabama, they said, oh, women, you cannot have an abortion. Alabama is the one who brought that in about mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. being able to terminate a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, Alabama, what if the woman is raped? Or what if this woman is a little girl who's 10? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And incest, or what if mm-hmm. her health is on the line? Like what you were part of what you were saying uh-huh. before, mm-hmm. that she may end up losing her life. Mm-hmm. So it's either her or the baby, because or or it could be that the baby is not viable, so that's not even an issue, you know. But even if the baby is viable, it's none of my business. It's none of your business. It's that woman and the people she chooses to bring into her decision-making process. That's it. It is her body. I agree with you with 100% about that. I had someone approach me and some way or another, we got on the subject and I said, well, no one even thought about, okay, what if we have all these babies and the girls don't want the babies, don't want to take the responsibility because see, if because you hear they, what I'm saying, the girls, not, I haven't said anything about the guys or anyone else involved is the girls mm-hmm. don't want this responsibility. And she said, well, we're working on that so people can adopt the babies. And I said, wow, that's really good. Except for one thing. What if something's wrong with the child? Are you going to take that child? What if the child... The, the skin color isn't correct for you. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. going to take that child? Mm-hmm. I said, why don't you try getting a child that's in foster care and being a foster parent first before trying to get this infant? Yeah, right. You're Let's absolutely some right. Of the children we have in foster care out. And and you know what I I I hate to say this but you you know uh, you know up here in North Alabama we've got all of these new companies moving in, and so supposedly economic growth whatever whatever but I'm like why are these companies coming here you know there's two sides to everything but why are these you know the reason they come here is because we have cheap labor. Well, it's the cheap labor. But also, and it's also Alabama tax breaks. Those tax breaks, yes. exactly. And so but, we got enormous tax breaks. We get, but the people working in those companies don't get tax breaks. They have to pay their income tax and everything on their income. It's the company that's getting the tax break. So the so the company gets the cheap labor, and the state and the county and every and the city and everything gets the taxes income from the from the the labor that's going on and i just why are they want, trying to make us have as many babies as possible to keep labor costs down is that what they're doing <laughs> oh, no? I, that that's true because <laughs> uh. i remember like 
when my grandmother was having children, my grandmother, one grandmother had 15 children. Holy moly. And at the time, they were having all these babies to work in the fields. They yeah. needed the cheap labor. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we're 2022. Women working side by side with men. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, if she gets pregnant, let's say she has a difficult pregnancy, she has to call in, oh, I can't come in. Or she has a child and the child gets sick. Oh, my baby's sick or whatever. They're not that understanding about that. And next thing you know, she's fired. Yep. Or it's an excuse for paying her less. Because she's not reliable, you know, or whatever. But you can't terminate that pregnancy. You must carry it. You know, that's just... It's very uh, draconian or something's going on, right? Is here in the state of Alabama, as far as abortions are concerned, the numbers actually are low because most of the females who get pregnant carry the baby to term unless there are some outstanding issues Mm -hmm. in reference to it. But Uh the majority, the numbers are so low Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting here saying, why bring that up and making an issue when if I'm in my doctor's office and the last thing I need is for the state <laughs> to be standing in the office with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I think the second thing that you brought up was education and how you want it to be inclusive, basically, is what I heard you saying, that you want it to everybody to get an equal shot at education. How would you do that? Right. I I feel that all our children, and and if you hear me talk, yes, I'm a mother. I have three children. Well, they're adults now, Mm -hmm. but I had three babies as well. But every child I see becomes my child. Uh And I want the best for my child. So when it comes to education, my child should have an opportunity for an appropriate education if there's a problem, then I need to find out what it is to get it fixed. The federal government gives the state money in reference to education, mm-hmm. but I feel that a lot of it goes to administrative tasks. That's You're totally, I can vouch for that, totally. We, right. we started running education like a business instead of like education. And that has is gotten a really top-heavy business spin on it, where we pay the administrators ungodly amounts of money when what we really need are educators. Exactly. So when I feel that the federal government, there needs to be an, an amendment to the way they disperse the funds saying not to be used for administrative costs. States, mm-hmm. you pick that up yourself. Put that guy, that stipulation there for them. In Alabama, they go based on the county you live in and what revenue is being generated for taxes in that county. Then they have their little matrix set up where mm-hmm. they disperse the funds and whatnot. But we have counties here in the state of Alabama who do not generate much income mm-hmm. to help the county. So at that point, like the money that comes in from the federal government should not be based on, well, 
County A has $1 million in revenue, so we're going to match. But uh -huh. County Z has 100. Well, so that's, we're going to that's, that's just a, a, exacerbating uh, inequality, isn't it? It is. So it should just maybe be uh, based on how many, how many children, how many students yeah. are there? Be per child, just like, oh, let me jump around a little bit. Just <laughs> like when they decided they wanted to do this uh, redistricting. And uh -huh. they, they wanted to do it based on having the numbers match per district. Wow. Who thought of that? We have genius working here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, why not just give me the whole county? That makes it easier. Mm -hmm. You So they took the line, I'm using Lauderdale County as the example, and they uh -huh. moved up just a little bit because we wanted to make every district even. Uh -huh. And I said, oh, okay, so what happens when someone dies, someone's born, someone moves away, whatever the circumstances may be. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, now your numbers aren't even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, you know, I think that it's pretty well known. And uh, I mean, if you go to the to Montgomery and see who's sitting in those seats in Montgomery, it's pretty clear that we have a gerrymandering problem. So I think we need a lot of voting reform, you know, in the state. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. DOJ was supposed to give the approval because Alabama is known for not doing what is right for the yeah. people. Yeah, I think we've got a, a DOC problem, Department of Corrections problem too right now with the federal Maybe government. Some of them need to be there, the ones who did this redistricting. Mm, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that voting reform, so, um, you know, what do you think of ranked choice voting? With that one, I I feel that the process that we currently have worked. I think that what we need to do is just stop all the lies and stop everyone from putting their fingers into the basket in reference to everything and causing confusion. Well, well I mean, so you, on, that's based on um, person number one who receives the most vote and then number two yeah. receives the second yeah, you're, whatever. Yeah, yeah. and I was I looked at that and I was sitting there thinking I think the process we have worked because I'm going to use my family as an example because we it's been some years and a lot of, of them aren't they they're complacent with the way things are they mm -hmm. don't want they don't adjust well to change so at that point, then you're having to explain the process and go through it. Well, now, ranked choice voting has been adopted in, in several states now. So some of the states use it, but I, I'm just talking about Alabama right now. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, I'm, I'm definitely pro ranked choice voting. So if I can, you know, if in the future, if you get elected, you'll be getting letters from me trying to get you to do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know who it will be coming from. <laughs> yes, it'll it'll be me without a doubt. Um, uh, so uh, let's see. So we got off on voting while we were talking about education, okay, and the, I did want to um, get 
some perfect clarity from you, uh, not just about this, how you want to stipulate that federal money can be used, but what about charter schools? I am against that because I feel like, number one, we provide free public education. If there's a problem with the schools, the money you want to give to your buddy for a charter school should go into a teacher's pocket and pay them. They yeah. should be receiving a salary comparable to the work that they do. An unbelievable amount of work that teachers have to do, they putting do. up with all the things that they have to put up with. Believe me. <laughs> and I haven't taught in public. Uh, I, I, I've taught it in university is basically where I've taught. And uh, that's bad enough. You know, I don't even, I can't even, uh, uh. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. I agree with you completely about charter schools. I think right. that we, you know, as a, as a supposed democracy, one of the thing, the reason we have public education is because in order to be a successful democracy, you should have an informed public, an educated public, you know, and and uh, and so it's part of the social contract that the government should provide education, right? So that we have a good, healthy democracy. Now, I'm not so sure that we really have a good, healthy democracy, but that's like a bigger issue. But well, if, but and if, that's if why we I'm don't, running for office, yes, so that thank we you. Can make a change. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, now, so speaking of you know of voting and running for office and changing and what kind of democracy do we have? How much um, support did you get from the Democratic Party in your run? You know, that is so interesting because I was just at a forum tonight with mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Will Boyd as well. And uh -huh. I didn't want to say anything about it, but he was kind of fed up with the process. The thing that we run into, because we're running for federal positions, mm -hmm. so we go to the counties and say, will you donate to the campaign? Oh, no, we can't because we can only support local candidates uh -huh. so then you're trying to find packs and everyone the money just isn't there so you spend the bulk of the time trying to call hopefully someone answers the phone and I felt like somebody was playing a cruel joke on me because I know how I am when someone calls my phone mm -hmm. <laughs> So now I have to t call people and hopefully they don't hang up on me uh -huh. and give a chance to try to ask for some money towards the campaign. It's very difficult. And as far as what I received from the party, I was not happy with them from day one until now. And I have expressed to them because you don't do a fundraiser for District 5 and not give me a penny of the money that you raised. No way. Really? Did that happen? Uh. Yeah, it's, it's out there. Well, it's so, so <laughs> what, I, what I do know, though, is if you didn't even have their support, I know you're running a grassroots campaign. 100%. And, but the good part about that, when I decided to run my, I have three brothers mm -hmm. and my mother is still living. And we were mm -hmm. at her house Sunday after church eating dinner. Mm -hmm. And 
my oldest brother, he said that he would help support the campaign and work with me. And so the other two agreed and along with my mother. So it started off with my family as far as my brothers and my mm -hmm. mother. Then I communicated to my children who are adults mm -hmm. to get their buy-in as well. So yes, and, and that's how it's been going as far as money from the party and the party, it, they have some growing to do and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But my brother, the first thing he said to me, do not expect to be getting money from the party do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. That's what yep. he told me. And yep. every time, and so my youngest brother, one day I overheard him, he, like he was telling on me, see, you told her not to be after them and talking to them. I said, I interact with them regardless. Mm -hmm. But as far as the money is concerned, I just, how to keep moving forward with my campaign mm -hmm. and just let people know that I am the person who wants to go to DC for them. It's mm -hmm. not about the money. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we're, uh, we're pretty much assured that you've been raising your own money. So that's, that's grassroots in my book. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I think the third platform in your, um, uh, uh, the third uh, board in your platform is the economy, which covers a multitude of sins, right? So, <laughs> and, 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 you know, uh, um, of course you're, you got to bring it up because everybody is concerned about it. Right. Do, do you have a few words of particular things that you have in mind that you would do about our economic situation? <laughs> I know because I'm like, well, we not we need to talk about immigration reform, social. Okay. But the basic part for the economy is that I feel that every person here in the United States of America should be able to have sustainable food, economical housing, and jobs to pay for the food and the housing without a problem. Appropriate so, wages to go along with the job that they're doing. So, so, so I heard you say sustainable food. What do you mean? Like sustainably raised food? Well, when I say sustainable in, in my mind, I'm thinking of food where they oh, have the energy to. Yeah. Okay. To, to sustain the person. Okay. I got you. Okay. 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 Because we do have things out there that's not good for you mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah we need to make sure they can make it to work and do the work <laughs> yeah yeah or if they you know if there's somebody who can't work that whatever they still deserve food and to be sustained right exactly that that is so true because in the U.S. one thing we need to realize at the end of the day everyone is a human being and needs to be treated as such Mm -hmm. So I hear you saying basically that food and nutritious, preferably nutritious food right. and, <laughs> and, um, and, and housing are maybe like public right, uh, you know, human rights, maybe. It, it should be basically 
a a given mm-hmm. for a lot, being- I mean a lot like education like we're saying right. you know the, the it's part of the social contract in my opinion that the government should be doing these things right well I'm not going to necessarily say that the government is doing it because I found that a lot of people would like to work and I hear people say oh well there's an opening over here over there whatever they would like to work but they would like to be treated like human beings as well Mm -hmm. and they would like to receive a decent wage to go along with that because if the CEOs can get receive seven figure bonuses then these workers down here shouldn't have to go and apply for food stamps no, you're right. And, and, and this is part of what concerns me about all of this growth that we're having in Huntsville and Madison County and, and around with these companies coming in, is that if you, if you come here as a company, not only because you get a bunch of tax breaks, which you shouldn't get, uh, but also because the labor's cheap, how, you know, do you're coming in immediately with less respect for your labor pool, aren't you? You, if you, you are. And but I'm, let me go back a little bit to where you, what we were previously talking about. No, I'm not saying for the federal government to pay for all of this. For yeah. the individual because uh-huh. what I found is that, and I use the term empower the individual, uh-huh. because with my children, I use them as an example. It's like they come to me, oh, well, mommy, I need $10 for this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And if I just give it to them time and time again, they don't appreciate it. They mm-hmm. think it's the norm. And mm-hmm. so what? They don't know the struggles I went through to get the $10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if I empower them and basically say, okay, well, if you do this task, that task, and that task, then you'll earn X amount and you save up until you receive the $10 you need. So that way, when they want to do something, it's their ten dollars that they earn. Mm-hmm. So what I hear you say now is that you think we that it wouldn't be a bad idea to have like a federal job corps. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never really thought about it like that, but someone I was listening to someone with the union talk because one of the uh-huh. things that I had was apprenticeship because uh-huh. not everyone is meant to go to college and get a degree, a four year university. Uh-huh. Not everyone wants to go to trade school. Mm-hmm. They still have apprenticeships set up where they can just go with like an electrician or whomever mm-hmm. and work with them for a year or two. And, and get a cer- certificate and certificate they're, they're good and, to go. And start working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, because I thought they had stopped doing that. I never really heard people talk about it as much. But just letting the people know a little bit more that there are opportunities out there for you because everyone isn't meant to go to college. Yeah. But we have so many bright and talented individuals just going to waste. Their talent is going to waste. Mm -hmm. And we need to find a way to utilize that, to harness it and move the U.S. forward. And pay them commiserate wages with what they need to keep food and housing and clothing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
So how do you feel about raising the minimum wage? You, you're in the, you'll be in the federal government. How do you feel about raising the federal minimum wage? Well, I think that it should be raised because what has happened throughout the years, everything's gone up except for minimum wage. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting here like, okay, so, and you do have companies who pay below minimum wage because they say, well, you're going to get tips. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's crazy. And, and I'm like, well, no, that shouldn't be on that person like that because then as a customer, if I if I only have X amount to just go and eat for that night, I feel like that's extra pressure on me to make sure that whoever. Yeah, that's right. You're paying their wage instead of the person that's making money off of them is paying their wage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you there. We need to change that, that whole. There are so tipping. many going on because what we have done here is we've continued to send the rich to DC and to Montgomery as well to mm -hmm. make do legislation for the rich. Mm -hmm. So they're getting richer and richer and richer, taking our money, not being held accountable. And it's starting to become two classes rather than three. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely it is. Uh, and, and and so now we're we're sort of talking again about the the voting structures and and the and the and and the the political side of things and um and how this is again driving inequality and uh, and inequalities and in, in opportunities and all sorts of inequality problems and and uh, 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 uh so uh, how do we fix that well i think one of the ways is I that we elect that. people we elect people who are running a grassroots campaign we send and real people to Washington and to Montgomery and to your city council and everything, you know, get out there and, you know, find out who, who's, who's working class with you, you know? Exactly. And, and we need term limits too. Term <laughs> limits. Throw that That's one it. out there. Yep. I'm with you <laughs> on that. We have so many people who have made being a politician a career and they're not doing anything for the people. And I, I'm running this campaign because I got tired of everything that was going on. I was fed up with it. And I said, somebody need to do something. Mm -hmm. Here I am. Yep. There you are. So I just, one last quick thing. The biggest issue for me is always environmental stuff. So do do you have what are your thoughts about in, environmental um, concerns, uh, climate change? Do you have uh, any sort of agenda that you would like to see enacted um, if you if you win in Washington? You know what what do you got? <laughs> well, in reference to the environment, now born and raised in Alabama. Mm -hmm. in a rural area, mm -hmm. not the city, a rural mm -hmm. area, cotton mm -hmm. fields all around, mm -hmm. cornfields, trees. So with the environment, one of the things that I noticed, like I see all the construction going on, mm -hmm. which is good, 
but where is all this water going? How do we keep the soil saturated? So I just feel that as we grow, we need to plant a tree or whatever and start to conserve the environment because it, it's not uh, going to last forever. Yeah, We have to invest in this for the next generations. So everything I do, everything I talk about is getting prepared for the next generations to come. Mm -hmm. Even on this campaign trail, my campaign is about helping the next generation to mm -hmm. come forward mm -hmm. and take over. But they need to make, we need to make sure they have something here they can work with. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, well, I, you, you know, it, this, the, the, the urban sprawl and the fact that we're, you know, you grew, I grew up on a farm here in Alabama too, you know, and uh, uh, you don't even see the cotton fields anymore. Where's the farms going? And this, you know, all we're doing, there's got to be, you know, maybe is there a federal way to put in initiatives in place to preserve farms? You know, right well, now they're selling out to developers. Farmers are selling their land to developers because it's currently lucrative to do that. But we're losing all our farmland. That's very concerning to me. Well, it's. With the federal government, there are certain areas that people aren't able, no one's able to purchase and, and they do protect that environment. Mm -hmm. And with Republican lawmakers, they're about earning money for now. But mm -hmm. I'm like, if you're six feet under, what are you going to do with all that money? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but the lands that's been earmarked for non-development for nature preserved mm -hmm. by the federal government mm -hmm. should stay that way yeah and the farmlands what's happening with that is that you finally get to a generation who says i don't want to farm because that that's a lot of work to do yeah. something like that mm -hmm. and then also one of the things that they were having was Im immigrants coming over mm -hmm to help work the family. Yeah, that's right. Since uh, Kay Ivey and some more Republican governors have decided to help reinforce the border. Yep. <laughs> along with Homeland Security, we don't have as many people. To work the land, uh-huh. Right, it's nuts. It's just, I mean, the whole reason that we... Uh, started our immigration programs was actually because the rich people wanted the cheap labor to come up here. And, and I don't know what they're thinking, you know, and unless they're really trying to d drive a, a big wedge between the haves and the have nots right here in this country and force our, our wages down and make us all die poor. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't get it. They are. They are actually working on that, just trying to have two classes because you can look at PPP, COVID, back at COVID when they did PPP. Yeah. And the rich received millions of dollars. Yeah, they, they sure did. They wrote off. 
didn't have to pay it back. Small bits business, minority owned, women owned, whomever mm-hmm. had to go to SBA and receive a loan. Majority of them have closed because yep. SBA said you need to pay our money back. Well, wait a minute, something's wrong with that. Yep. Why don't you get those millions back from PPP and allow the small business the money yeah. that they receive? Yeah, and I, yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot that you know we could talk forever, but there's a, a lot a lot about uh, restructuring away from these corporate uh, entities that basically have too much power. You know, they're able to buy up their competition and they're able to buy politicians and, and get laws written. So it's favorable for them to get forgiven their th- loans. So it, it, we, there's a, a, a terror. It's like it, the, the, again, we're back at politics. How can we change the political system? And, 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 and sending and how, different people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. Well, I think maybe I, 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 we've gone plenty long enough. Do you have any last word that you want to say before we wrap up? Sure. Yes. I would like to say to everyone who's listening that Tuesday is election day. Polls open from seven to seven. Go exercise your right to vote because if you decide to just say, oh, I want to just sit at home. When things do not work out the way that you want it to work, it was because you thought it was okay not to vote. I'm running for U.S. Congress, Alabama District 5, and I really need your support at the polls. And I will put a link to like your website on in the show notes. And uh, if anybody wants to read what you've got up on for your platform or get in touch with you. So I'll I'll stick that in there. Uh, I really appreciate your coming on and good luck on Tuesday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye. They take up so much resources and give nothing in return. We subsidize them thrice for every dollar that they earn. Down throughout the ages, all they do is make things worse. It's not a stretch to point out that these people are a curse. It may seem slightly vengeful, but sometimes payback's a bitch. It's time to eat the rich. listening to hsb progressive thanks for tuning in um be sure to vote on tuesday Uh, i want to just say thanks to david rovix for a little bit of music and of course uh the lolas also and um come back soon uh i've got lots more content lined up thanks for being here and be sure to you know share the word and start some conversations